to be astonished. It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Good evening and welcome back to an adventure in history. I'm Alana Quila with Providence Eastside Hospital here tonight with Mac Burns, Executive Director of the Clatsop County Historical Society. And tonight we have a healthcare hero. Ooh. Another one in the room. But not, not to belittle, but aren't all healthcare nope. professionals heroes? Nope, just the two organizations that we work for. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband so wow. <laughs> no yes of course it's so rare i get you dishing on somebody yeah. no we do we love it but, that, but yes. that's it for healthcare in our community though i covered that's it all right. <laughs> that's right all right so we have stacy brown here and do you want to give us your title we're not going to get into things just yet but just tell us exactly what you do yeah sure um i am the human resources manager for ocean beach hospital and medical clinics in Iwako. nice Iwako. I love it. Yeah. I like saying Iwako. No. <laughs> There's something fun about that. Although I hate spelling it. Every time I have to type or write it. Yeah, because it looks like two I's or two L's, whatever you do. Home of one of my favorite state parks, Cape Disappointment. Never Ca a disappointment in and my career <laughs> of going there. Would that be your marketing ploy for them? Cape yep. Disappointment, never a disappointment. It is. It's true. It, it is actually, I, I tell some visitors this, it is the best museum oh. in a 50-mile radius. Yes. And, and I have to, I mean... I, oh. I love my museums, and they're great, but honestly, Cape Disappointment Visitor Center is, is pretty amazing. Museum. And then all the trails, two lighthouses, yeah. Trail to the Beach. I mean, it's pretty gorgeous. eight yeah. miles on the on the ocean. I just, mm -hmm. yeah, I wish we could do that. I know a great place for it to go, from Warrington <laughs> to Seaside. Someday we should do like a remote yeah. radio show. Ooh. Although you'd, you'd probably out-hike me in a big way. <laughs> <laughs> I like hiking, but I suspect. Okay, because we got a full show. Yes, let's uh, go. And we got something to plug. We do. We're, ba we're yes. back in the event business. I love it. We, we did old-fashioned fun and games. We had we had the Dracula thing. Talking we Tombstones. Talking Tombstones. And this Friday, in partnership with the Liberty Theater mm -hmm. and sponsored by uh, our wonderful friends at Providence yes. and, and an anonymous donor that okay. apparently doesn't want to be noticed. Um but uh, very generously, we're showing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I love it. At Liberty Theater, Friday night. Yep. Um, it's free admission. Mm -hmm. But the really key thing is you might be saying, well, I've already seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Well, you probably haven't seen it on a big screen. Right. In a big theater. Of course. In Liberty. But right afterwards, we're going to have a Q&A with Muse Small. Ooh. And you might say, who is that? Exactly. Who is that? That is Candy in the movie. Okay. She's one of the the maybe a prostitute, maybe oh. just a friend, a friendly girl. <laughs> We're not quite sure. But we could ask her. We maybe? could ask her. There's gonna be a QA. She's really delightful. I've talked to her on the phone. Okay. And she like can do all kinds of things. She can do like a whole vaudeville show practically. Oh, We're just gonna have her fun. talk about her time on, on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But we may talk about other things. Too. And if you really live under a rock, I mean, you may not know that this was filmed in Oregon. Yes. Which is again is why we're showing it. That's why the Oregon Film Museum is involved. And it's an anniversary. <laughs> right? Is this an anniversary year or no? We're just um, showing it. I would have to cuts. check my notes and I didn't write that down. Oh, I, th I was thinking it was. I don't I don't think we were grabbing it because it was oh, we an anniversary. Okay. We were grabbing it because we we, we were able to get Muse to come okay. up here. Well, great. <laughs> She's very delightful. Yeah. And it and is an important story to tell about behavioral health and how health. far we've come. Yes. And serving people. 
Because we used to do horrible things. Yes. I mean, we still do, but, mm-hmm. but it, it's not the stigmatism that it was before. Yep. And so. we're going to get my dad on the show once because, you know, he was living on the campus, not in the hospital, but mm-hmm. on the campus when it was filmed. Wow. So Maybe. we could have a Q&A with him, too. Sweet. Well, he should come that night. I, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, And, you know, Nurse Ratchet passed away just a, oh, like a, a couple of weeks that. ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oscar winner. Right. But um, yeah, we're excited. This is going to okay. be fun. So this Friday night, free. So there's no reason for you not to come. Uh, but Muse Small. Yep. And Muse, in case you're wondering, look, is Mac just mispronouncing? It's M-E-W-S. Okay. That's her name, Muse. I like that. So, all right. Um, should we get right to the, do let's, we have anything else? Or let's we get right do to it. The? All right. So these are things that happen tomorrow. Halloween. Halloween. I love it. <laughs> do you love Halloween? I don't. Oh. <laughs> She said that so like delightfully, and then I mean, I don't, I don't hate it either. Okay. I mean, do you, your your mom and grandma? I mean, yeah. it's a lot of candy, it isn't is, it? It is a lot of candy, but I still love it. You love it. Yes. There you go. It's fun. Okay. Well, it's fun. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't hate it. Dressing up's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And should we give away the Halloween? Where do you go trick or treating? Oh, you my have, neighborhood. Do you have a specific <laughs> place that you go? What about you? Well, no, we don't. I just follow my daughters. <laughs> Wherever they go, that's what grandma does. Yeah. I've, I've always felt badly for River Point. Oh, why? Because a lot of people drive out there. Oh. They don't live there. Beautiful. They're just going yeah. because it's a, a flat, nice, easy walk. Mm-hmm. Nice homes. Sure. And, and as my son would say when he was eight, a good haul. Yeah. So. Juniper is the one in Warrington, though. I mean, uh, Juniper is like, I mean, there's traffic getting in and out of that neighborhood. Okay. And, and what do you give away at your house for trick-or-treating? Oh, we get candy. What kind of but candy? We, oh, all the good stuff, the chocolate stuff. But I have the other, I mean, I have other things too. We have toys and, and uh, yo-yos and glow-in-the-dark stuff. You give away toys? Oh, we do. Of oh, course. my gosh. Uh-oh, okay. And now I know we're going to Alana's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you? What do you give away? Well, I, I try to give the good stuff too, chocolate for sure. And no. really, we're focusing on parents. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no. I, I was like uh, Willis Van Dusen used to, I don't know if he still does it because my kids aren't. Well, they probably would go trick-or-treating, but I wouldn't let them because they're adults. <laughs> but um, if you go to his house, he used to give out Pepsis. Oh, <laughs> like, I Pepsi. actually remember that. It yeah. Made, and we like drive to special. Just oh, fun. Like, yeah. It always made me laugh. Starts early. <laughs> All right. Um, boy, that was a huge tangent for no apparent reason. Um, okay, so things that... Um, happen tomorrow. Happen tomorrow. Okay, I panicked because on the top of my list, I wrote October 30th. Oh, no. But but I do have October thirty first for everything okay. underneath it. So um, in case I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. <laughs> These might be things that happen today, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they're things that happen tomorrow. Uh, October thirty first, seventeen seventy six. In his first speech before British Parliament since the leaders of the American Revolution came together to sign the Declaration of Independence that summer, King George the Third acknowledges that all was not going well for Britain in the war with the United States. Mm-hmm. In his address, the king spoke about the signing of the U.S. Declaration of Independence and the revolutionary leaders who signed it saying, and I'm not going to do an English accent. <laughs> I thought about it. but For daring and desperate is the spirit of those leaders whose object has always been dominion and power, that they have now openly renounced all allegiance to the crown and all political connection with this country. He, I guess he wasn't happy. Right. Probably not. Okay. Uh, 1846, the Donner Party. Yep. Unable to cross the Donner Pass, construct a winter camp. Yeah, I wonder how. I wonder how that went. For we've them. talked about this. Donner Lake. Donner Lake is like the gem of Lake Tahoe, and it's where I used to choose to go swimming or 
hanging out instead of Lake Tahoe because Lake Tahoe is so busy. So a few years ago, somebody in my family gave me as a birthday or Father's Day or something the uh, uh, game called the Donner oh, Dinner Party. No. <laughs> the Donner Dinner Party. Of course And it's did. actually pretty funny because like one of you is a cannibal and you have to figure out who is the cannibal. And there's different things you're doing, like going to go out and hunt, try to eat, try to send a rescue party. Oh and the cannibal is the one that always like tries to to sabotage that. And you have to discover who, who the cannibal is. It's the one who lives. Well. That's <laughs> may, the moral may, of that story. May, maybe. <laughs> unless you find them out ahead of time. And then, and then the rest of you can live. Oh, there you go. Because but, you uh, do the same. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, that's the story of the honor party, right? Yeah, that's I mean, right. Yeah. So it, it's a fun little little game. I think my I think they uh, picked it up at Purple Cow Toys. Oh. But well, I'm going to insert my, one of mine here because sure. it, it fits with this. But in 1864, Nevada, which we're talking about, becomes the 36th state. <gasps> Welcome to the party. Yeah. Nevada. There you go. How do we feel about Nevada? I don't have any opinions. Oh, I loved it. I lived and worked there, and it was one of my best places to live. I loved it. It missed. It lacked the ocean, but it had Lake Tahoe. And, and your rank of states, where does it fall? Ooh, uh, I would say number two to Oregon. <gasps> Holy moly. Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved living in Reno. It's wow, great. Okay. Great weather. You heard it here first from uh, Nevada's latest spokesperson. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, 1922, Benito Mussolini becomes premier of Italy. Oh. I find him to be buffoonish. 1925, <laughs> Harry Houdini dies. And oh. we just mentioned him last week because it was his last performance last week. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he dies. Uh, 1950, Earl Lloyd becomes the first African-American player in the NBA. Oh, good for him. Yeah. That's great. 1950, though. Doesn't that seem I know. late? It's awful. Yes. Uh, 2010, even though it's not a uh, Oregon thing, The Walking Dead premieres on AMC. How not a fan of zombies, but I am a fan of post-apocalyptic stories. <laughs> Interesting. So I always have to explain that I liked The Walking Dead. Well, I liked it when it started. Yeah. I liked it, but not because of the zombies. It sort of is not what I would expect from someone in your field. Zombies or post-apocalyptic? <laughs> post-apocalyptic. Well, see, I if, mean, it's the opposite of what you... Well, I'm just fascinated by society <laughs> and how you restart society. Right. And, and the Fictionally, thing, the because thing, it's fi fictionally. Well, yes, the things that we would keep, the things that we would not. Right. The things that we value, the things that we don't value. True. So, fine. Good. All right, but our... Um, History highlight of the day, October 31st, 1517. Ooh, going back. I know, that always throws you. Uh, legend has it that uh, on this day, the priest and scholar Martin Luther approaches the door of the castle church in Wittenberg, uh, Germany, and nails a piece of paper uh, containing the 95 revolutionary opinions that would begin the Protestant Reformation. There you go. I don't usually get outside of the American box, the United States box here, but... Right. But for Clatsop County, that made a difference, right? I mean, we've got... <laughs> Lots of Lutheran churches we have here. A lot of Lutheran churches. So <laughs> yes. that was my history. What I missed? No, that was good. That was it. I I inserted my one, and you got all the others. Nevada. Yep. All right. And we learned something dramatic that you put in Nevada as number two on your list of states. List of states. Yep. I'd visit others though, maybe before going Ooh. back. But living, I yeah. like to live there. All right. Yeah. Talking about living in lots of states, we do have Stacy Brown here, and you have recently lived in a lot of states. Well, it feels like a lot for sure. But yeah, <laughs> lots of places. <laughs> yes, yes. But let's go back and okay. start. How did you and your family end up in Clatsop County to begin with? Well, I have always been here. So I was born, raised, and lived in my entire life in Astoria, but or the surrounding areas. Uh, but my mom actually ended up here in 1964 after the earthquake in, uh, in Alaska. 
my grandfather was a longshoreman, and so they gave him a couple of ports to go to, and he chose Astoria. So the rest is history. My mom and family moved here, and Grandpa was a longshoreman down there working the cranes, and my mom and dad met in high school. My dad was always here. Um, so did your mom so go to high school here then, too? Um, That's the she age did she was? part of it, yeah. Okay. She was in her teens. I can't remember exactly what age, but she was in her teens and, and when she got, so I think, ninth or tenth grade. Okay. Yeah. So went yeah. to Astoria High School. Uh, yep. Uh, met my dad, and then they uh, they got married very young, and were actually married seven years before they had conceived a baby. They didn't. They weren't supposed to, and because um, my mom had gotten in some car accidents in her life, and so they went to adopt some kids, a couple of twins, actually twin boys, and she got pregnant with me. So, after yeah. the adoption after the adoption <laughs> yes you know I, that, I hear that a lot yeah. mm-hmm. not like every other day but it frequently I hear adoption yeah. and then all of a sudden and of it, course Stacy's the daughter and she's like yes here I yeah. am <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't spoiled or anything okay right. so, but, but but back up a couple of things that jumped out of me so were, were, were any of them in Alaska during yeah the, and yep. what happened I mean were they in danger did they yes. just lose their livelihoods or what yeah they lost everything it was a pretty good size it was, I think it was in the eights or nines on the, the scale, and everything was destroyed. Um, a lot of people lost their lives, and my grandparents were lucky. My grandparents and my mother and her siblings were spared. And I heard, I've heard so many stories growing up about, you know, what they went through in the American Red Cross and how they helped or didn't help or, you know, and just basically their, their journey to here. And then my grandpa was actually a singer-songwriter, and he wrote a song about it, and it was just beautiful and um but it, it was a, it's kind of a scary story, and it's always made me scared of, of earthquakes. But then also knowing that, you know, persevere. They got through it, and they moved here, and they love it here. Okay, so the other thing that, that my takeaway that I had never heard this before, and this is where Mac shows how stupid he is, mm-hmm. um, ignorant. Um, longshoreman, I just always assumed, like, I go get a job and join the union. Mm-hmm. But, but there's... A, like a network that he's being transferred here? Yeah, yep, yeah, they, they certainly did. And I don't tend to know a lot about it, but definitely that's why they ended up in Astoria, for sure. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. To follow that job. Yeah, and he was lucky. He was uh, that crane operator, which is a very sought-after job. Yeah. So he was home a lot and get, get it, got paid pretty well for part-time work so it's mm-hmm. <laughs> a good job I remember my grandpa my grandma going oh he comes home for lunch and he does you know it's like yeah so yeah it was pretty cool it's a good gig okay to ask the really stupid questions so anytime you were like in an arcade could he win at that crane game the claw game <laughs> that's a really good question probably but I didn't witness it <laughs> didn't witness it so so what was it like when you were growing up here I mean things have changed even oh, in the last decade but we can sure. go back a little further and um, what do you, when you look back, like what are some of the big things that stand out that maybe even that you miss? Mm, gosh, you know, it's, it, I don't know. It was just wonderful being here and growing up with the same kids and graduating with the same kids. And, you know, most people that are here have been here forever. Um, a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in the 80s and that's when I went to high school. I graduated in 90. So it's been a bit, uh, but I remember cheap gas and lots of fun. We didn't have internet, so we were busy outside playing and just, you know, I kind of, I do miss that. I think that, you know, just getting outdoors and watching the kids play, that, that, it's not as bad as it used to be, but I think it's, 
it's definitely something. But the good news is that not everything we did ended up on Facebook. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I was going to ask. Nothing you did. Yes, exactly. Yes. As, yes, a, yes. as a child of the 80s as mm-hmm. well, but not having grown up here, where was your hangout place? Yeah. Where, like, where did you drive See, and hang out yes. on a Friday night or where off in the woods did people go? Mm. What, what well, were I the a, secret I was places? a good kid, so I never ended up in the woods anywhere, but <laughs> <laughs> Seaside. Seaside was, we used to cruise the, the strip and it somewhere along the line um, died out, thank goodness, but yeah, we used to go every weekend and and take an hour to get around the turnaround and hang out with our friends and yeah, that was a big deal back then, especially at spring break. And you just drive? Mm-hmm. You just drive yeah. over and do you ever or get you out? Walk. Okay, oh, yeah, you get yeah, out. Yeah. You, some, but yeah, the streets was all they were always packed with cars and yeah. So that was a good And, and were there issue with Astoria kids versus Seaside kids since you're in Seaside? We definitely were rivals in sports, but mm-hmm. no. I mean not yeah. yeah. It was just a fun rivalry for sports and especially football. I remember the mm-hmm. the year so my senior year I was a cheerleader and we went down and we had if I remember correctly, we had lost to Seaside many years in a row, and so we went down there, and we won, and it was such a, like, amazing, you know, like, we were so excited to win, see, to beat Seaside finally, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, those are fun memories. Any favorite teachers, anybody that you remember, specifically? I'm always kind of curious, because yeah, um, 80s recently enough that I know some of those teachers sometimes. Yeah, um, I think the most influential teachers I had were my band and orchestra teachers, the Stromquists. So oh. Sandy and Lee Stromquist were instrumental in my growth as a person. They, we, <laughs> Good use No of the pun word. intended. <laughs> yeah, no, they were. I mean, I started playing the violin in the fifth grade, and, and Sandy was, she's, she was like a second mother to me because I was with her throughout high school. Um, it got to where I was, so I played the bass and the, uh, all these string instruments, and so they kept recruiting me for all the different band classes, so I could never take any other <laughs> classes. I was like, I want to take an art class, but that was only all my electives were in band and, and uh, stage band and jazz choir and all these things, so, but um, man, I wouldn't trade those days for the world. And have you kept in touch with them at all? I mean, did you? Sandy has since passed away, but yeah, yeah, I'm connected with Lee on Facebook and their kids. And I remember, you know, it's interesting. I remember her being pregnant with her her kids and um, listening to the stories as they were growing as I was in high school. And now I'm talking to them on Facebook and connecting. And so that's been so fun because I'm like, I just, I remember you when you were in the belly. It's it's, it's really funny. Yeah. So, and so music, and yet that is not the direction you took your career. So tell us what, what sort of decisions you were going through there at the end of high school. Well, so, so interestingly, I did, um, get offered a scholarship for music. And at the time I was just, I didn't want to go to school. I chose to get married and have children first. Um, hindsight, you know, I probably would have taken that <laughs> scholarship, uh, but no. And so I went to college later on in life after I was home with my kids for eight years, and then went. You know, it's kind of time to to move on and get a, you know, get back to work and get back to school. And uh, initially, I was going to do nursing because I love caring for people, and then quickly found out that bodily fluids and I do not get along. <laughs> so. <laughs> So HR it was, and the, and I had, n- you know, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a career, the the there was a lady that um, I had dealt with who was in HR, and she was amazing. She was kind, and just, I looked up to her so much, and so when 
when somebody says, what do you want to do? I, that's the first thing I thought of was, well, you know, I guess HR, because I really, she was influential. Her name is Linda Castro, if anybody knows her. She's she's an amazing lady. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up in the world of HR. It's, so I got a business degree instead. It, yeah, but I work in healthcare, so I still see the best of both worlds. I know, that is, that <laughs> is. you skipped over a lot there. Uh, yeah. um, and mm-hmm. I'm loving this music, because I didn't, you know, Stacey and I worked together. We sat about this close to each other yeah, at the Astoria Warrington Chamber of Commerce and did mm-hmm. some great events. Um, we we are su- we're superheroes, and we had a superhero yes. <laughs> themed banquet. Yes, mm-hmm. because Stacy and I wanted to wear capes, mm-hmm. and so we designed an entire event around what we wanted to do. Yeah, Does course. that sound right? I mean, <laughs> we had the best job ever. It checks out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did it for a couple of years, and then mm-hmm. went and got real jobs. <laughs> um, That's fun. But here's this passion for art, and um, and yet you, I know, I do know personally that you have found this passion again outside of your workforce so tell us what led to the art that you're in now and you know and your husband I actually when I was in high school and 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 ironically it was during that envious I wish I could take an art class days pottery was always something that I wanted to do but was never able to and believe it or not since high school it's been in the back of my mind and now I'm older and the kids are grown and I have the time and the space and I thought you know I just I want to take a pottery class and sure enough, I did and fell in love with it as I projected I would. And uh, so, yeah, I've been pursuing that. I got my own kiln and a wheel and all the tools and things. And so I've been really enjoying learning that craft. And um, people want to purchase it so I can keep buying clay. And that's wonderful. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, but I just I love it. And you make so beautiful pieces. Oh, thank you. I mean, we're not so, yeah, talking. Of things yeah, do we're you not talking clay what? pots that my daughter would make. And, <laughs> you know, paint a bowl that's kind of yeah, bent and wobbly. Yeah, not yeah. at all. That's yeah. my skill level. And where can we buy these? Well, uh, you, I, they, I do have a Facebook page. My pottery is Well Soul Pottery, and we are moving right now, so it's on kind of on hold. But certainly, send me your requests, and when I get back moving, I will definitely fulfill those. I have a list of things that I haven't gotten to yet and if you're listening I apologize I will um but um yeah it's it's just it's just great um but yeah it's I like it to, to answer you Mac I like to make really anything I've it, I'm starting to really grow and experiment and make different things but I, you know lots of mugs people love mugs and those are easy mm-hmm. to use and they're you know they're practical so a lot of people like those and then I started making berry bowls which they're not as fun to make, but people really want them, so I'm making them anyways. And uh, but it's it's all it's all good. What's the wackiest thing that you've made successfully, mm. <laughs> or unsuccessfully, <laughs> or attempted to make? I think well, I don't know if it's wacky, but I made a pumpkin this year, and oh. just in it, yeah, and it's just a decorative pumpkin, and I I didn't know if I could do it because it's kind of you, and it, keep keep in mind I'm still a relatively new potter, so. Mm to build the, the form and then close the top. That was that was the challenge. And then when I did it, I went, this looks like a pumpkin. And I made it, and so I made a stem and leaves and all the stuff, and it actually turned out pretty cute. Oh, and then you made it, painted it, right? You painted orange? And no, cool. actually, I it, it's um, I just did a clear glaze on it oh. and kind of kept it neutral because I knew I was gonna give it to my daughter and I knew her um, tones or tones, things. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and she, she's got it on in her house, but yeah, it was fun. So you've had kids. Yes. And almost all of them are in the area or in the region. They're yeah, all. Yeah, they actually all are. All of them. Yes. So tell us why they 
decided to stay? What brought them here, back you know, here? It, it's funny you should say that. So um, they moved away because I moved away briefly. Mm-hmm. And they moved with me and they went, sorry, mom, we love you, but uh, <laughs> this is home. And I couldn't agree more, you know. So they moved back after one of the, one of them lived with me for a year. The other one lived up there for three years. Um, but and uh, by up there, I mean Bonnie Lake, Washington, Seattle area. Uh, but they came back just for the same reason that I'm coming back, and it's just, it's home. It's where we know. It's comfortable. It's it's where we belong. Yeah. Well, to ask the, the Alana question, since she's just smiling instead of asking <laughs> it, what what are those things that yes. keep you here? I mean, what, what do you enjoy? You've got a job that you could probably do anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. So <laughs> yeah. what, what is it about this region that, that is the draw? I, you know, I was... I was thinking about that because I knew you were going to ask me that. And I really can't name one thing. I mean, it's it's just the culture, the people, the organizations that I love, um, the beauty, the water, the it's all family, friends. It's all in a bucket. It's just it's it's visceral. When you, when I came home and a drive into town it's just a visceral feeling like it's I felt just it's hard to put into words it's like such a magical beautiful place and you feel it from head to toe those are pretty good words and this is why she's successful in HR <laughs> <laughs> because she also knows if you don't like it here you're not gonna stay exactly <laughs> yes yeah, so what what does what 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 is a typical week or a month for an HR person Oh, in healthcare like? or in, uh, in healthcare? Well, for you. <laughs> well, uh, gosh, that's a that's a loaded question. Um, we were in heavy recruiting, like all um, HR folks in healthcare these days. There's not enough skilled workers for the amount of people we need. Um, so lots of recruiting, lots of employee relations. So how do you try to recruit somebody? Oh, you have to start thinking outside mm-hmm. the box, <laughs> um, but. The thing we're doing now is we're utilizing traveler nurses to fill gaps. So that's been a godsend because um, otherwise, boy. Uh, but yeah, just going out, networking, and like being very social on Facebook, and you know, of course, working with our recruiters and all the things. And so you've had to, yeah, pick and it up. Do a notch. you find people that you're you're more apt to get somebody in a rural setting like this? At the beginning of their career or at the end of their career, or does it not matter? I don't I don't know. I think it's all over the board, to be honest. You know, we get, and we, we warn people, when you come here to the small little community, it's not like if you're coming from a big city, here's what it's actually like. And so you got to be prepared for that. And you got to love rain. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a little different, too, depending on what mm-hmm. position, because there are some financial benefits for, like, nurses yes. and providers, so medi- like doctors, who come and start here, so breaks on their yeah. um, tuition that they owe, things like mm. that if they go yeah. work in a rural healthcare setting, which all of us are, yep. um, because there is such a huge need to have that highly skilled and highly qualified person. Mm-hmm. And then the, the goal is to keep them here, yes. right? Yeah. So they'll come for that two to four years, depending on what their arrangement is. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're at the beginning of their career. Right. Okay. But then like she says, I mean, so all of our hospitals are working with Cots of Community College to get people to become nurses. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is huge. Yeah. And we don't determine how many nurses we have to have on campus. That's determined for us. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What's yeah. probably the hardest position right now for you guys to fill? Definitely RNs. RNs. Yeah, for sure. Um, if for a while it was everything, and then we got really creative. We we paid tuition for someone to be in the medical assistant program, Perfect. and so she's working for us with a two year commitment for her, her entire tuition paid. So. This whole thing has really made healthcare have to think outside of the box and like, how do we stand out and how can we help people? Because we have to go out and find if they're not coming to us like these. Right. Seats, it so. just seems like such a smoking great deal. It if, if you can deal with bodily fluids, you know, <laughs> the, the long true. hours yes. and everything else of why yeah. you are healthcare heroes, mm-hmm. to have your your training paid for and just for a two year commitment. Yeah, and we got an and amazing, it's a good paying job amazing MA. Yeah, for it. So. Yeah, we, we have, have a, we have amazing staff over there. I'm just really proud to work for that hospital, and um, we have an ama- amazing HR team, and so it's been a, it's it's wonderful there. That's great. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. Thanks for coming home. I I'm glad to be home. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for joining us tonight and sharing part of your story. Yes, thank. <laughs> you. All right, go make some mystery. We will catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for an adventure in history. An Adventure in History is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.